I have a serious question for you. Why is the world of wellness so serious? It's all about discipline, willpower, all work and no play. And to be honest, the focus seems to be much more on how we look than how we feel. These impossible standards can feel like a full-time job, but it doesn't have to. Welcome to Part-Time Wellness, the podcast where we redefine wellness and create health habits that enhance our life, not overtake it. I'm Chelsea Eithoven, a wellness coach for women with ADHD, late diagnosed ADHD or myself, and your biggest cheerleader. I believe that you can have it all. You can experience a life of fulfillment, joy, and play, along with thriving health and wellness. You can have your cake and eat it too. Why else would you make a cake? ADHDers deserve to experience the feeling of thriving, not just surviving. So together we'll explore the world of wellness and life in general with ADHD. Don't forget to subscribe and let's dive in. We've got a lot to chat about. Hello, hello guys. Welcome back to Part-Time Wellness, or if it's your first time, welcome. So happy to have you. I'm your host, Chelsea Eithoven. We're going to talk about wellness and ADHD. And today, we're going to be talking about five ways that movement will change your life for the better. And I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of this is going to be like me sharing the ways that movement has changed my life for the better, but I know that they will do the same exact thing for you. And the funny thing is, I was looking over this list and of <laughs> five things. Some of them are ones that you might not have thought of before. But for the most part, they're ones that are pretty basic. It's like, you've heard this shit before, you know this, but it's just there's something so different about having the experience of actually doing something versus just hearing somebody talk about it. And I thought maybe this could give you a little boost of motivation to hop in yourself and actually start giving movement a chance and incorporating it into your life on a more regular basis than you are right now. Because I feel like the biggest, one of the biggest things with us with ADHD is not the fact that we desire to do something or that we want to do something or that we know something's good for us. It's the actual getting to do it, right? Even if it's the simplest thing, it's like actually doing the thing uh, can be really difficult. So I just want to remind you about movement. We're going to talk about movement today. Uh, it's going to be fun. And I'm freaking pumped because honestly, When I think about all the elements of wellness, if you've been around here for a little while, I love practicing the core six, which is the six core wellness habits in my opinion. So movement, eating balanced meals or balanced nutrition. Why is my mind blanking? Probably because I have ADHD. What are the other ones? Oh, I know play. Play is one. Rest is one. Hydration. And what am I missing? Oh my gosh. Oh, duh. I was missing plentiful produce. That was going to drive me absolutely insane. Uh, Literally, I think about the core six every single day. Do you guys ever have times where your brain completely blanks for the most basic information? It's low-key embarrassing because every single time I go to the doctor, like I will be like, they'll be like, what's your address? Okay, what's the zip code on that? Like when they take my credit card. And I'm like, uh, and I just like stare at them blankly for 10 seconds before I remember my zip code. And then I'll always be like, I'll try to be like, oh, well, I just moved to this house. Okay. Well, I moved to this house a year ago at this point. How long is that excuse really going to hold me over? (laughs) So anyways, where was I? Oh yeah. Okay. So we're talking about different pieces of wellness. If I had to choose one, if it was like an F Mary kill type situation, 
I would absolutely marry movement. Like it has had the greatest positive impact on my life as a whole. And for me, there's a distinguished before and after movement in my life and a distinct positive change that I've experienced from movement. And I honestly feel like, you know, a lot of other things I can't see as clear of a line. Like I know nutrition is super important. I know hydration is super important, but there's no like before and after. I just feel like movement is honestly such a great place to start because you feel such positive changes so quickly, you know? And honestly, as a fellow ADHD or listening, I know that you probably have had many habits, hobbies, careers, you know, lots of things are just transient pieces of our life that come and go. And movement was one thing that once it came into my life, it was not going anywhere because the benefits are just so monumental. So now that I've professed my love for movement, (laughs) I'm actually going to let you know right now that if you want to jump ahead and um, dive right into the five ways that movement will change your life for the better, go ahead and look in the show notes and find where that starts, like the timestamp, because I'm going to talk about something else a little bit. I'm going to be talking about movement for the first beginning of the episode. I don't know how long it's going to be, but I'm not going to get into the five ways for a little bit. Although I will say, I think that this portion of the the podcast is going to be really valuable and relevant for you. It's a personal update, but it's also an update for the podcast. And I try not to share these personal things unless there is actual relevance to you. So I guess I'll just get into it. So I have a little bit of an announcement for you. And that announcement is that this will be the last episode of part-time wellness, at least for the near future. It's such a bittersweet situation. The reason that this is going to be the last episode, at least for the time being, is because my career is going in a new direction, in a direction that is more aligned with my true authentic being. So not that this career isn't aligned, you'll understand as you hear, but over the past few years, especially through this diagnosis, this journey of like being diagnosed with ADHD and understanding what ADHD means for me and really getting to a place where instead of trying to push myself to be something I'm not, I've really gotten to the place where I want to honor who I am at the core and lean into my strengths and not always try to be fixing all my weaknesses, if that makes sense. And if you've been a listener of the podcast, it probably does because we talk about that a lot, not forcing yourself into a box that you simply don't fit into. So as I've been doing this and kind of figuring out how I can change my life to better fit me and my strengths and my natural rhythms, I have discovered what is for me and what is not. And Most importantly, I've also discovered that those things change over time. So while this career as a wellness coach has served me so well and hopefully has served you as well over the past several years, I've become aware that it is time to move on into something that's more aligned with the version of me that I am now. I also have had an amazing opportunity arise and I look at this as a manifestation, something that was a dream situation that I thought would be years and years in the future. And I always said, oh, this is my one day dream. And now it's actually coming into fruition now. (laughs) So don't worry, I'll talk about what is going on eventually. I know I'm being so cryptic, but I, I share all this with you because again, this is so part of my message that 
wellness and your life in general should be about trying to find things that fit you and feel good to you and feel aligned rather than shoving yourself into a box. So like I said, something I've talked to you about at length, if you've been a listener for a while, is my difficulty with sitting still, doing desk work, and how entrepreneurship has been really challenging for me in the same way that like schoolwork and college and really anything that requires sitting still at a desk and is mostly computer work is just has always been a struggle for me. I've really tried at length to solve this problem because I do believe that I have a lot of value to bring the world in the way of wellness. I mean, good God, wellness has changed my life in the best possible way. And I want to share that with you guys because I know as ADHDers, it's something that can be really difficult. But I've come to the realization that any career that requires me to sit down, concentratedly work, and be still and quiet for long periods of time is not aligned with my authentic way of being and the way that I operate in the world, or at least that being the main part of the job, right? So some previous careers I was in, I was a kindergarten teacher. I was a performer at Disney World. Those are up and moving. I am an up and moving type of person. Getting to my desk is so hard for me. And although I've made big strides in being able to do that, that is not the best way that I can serve the world. So my career is transitioning into one that is more movement-based and more aligned with how I authentically work and operate. Some of the pieces of my career and the details I'm not able to reveal to you quite yet because there's just some things going on in the background that aren't able to be shared quite yet. But if you want to follow along with me on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, you can continue to follow where I'm going. I'm being so cryptic. You guys are probably like, what are you talking about? But I'm going to share with you some of the details that this next phase entails. So I'm currently in the process of completing my 200-hour yoga teacher training, and I've been doing that for a while. And I will be starting to teach yoga classes both in person and online. So like I said, if you want to follow my other platforms, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, etc., I'm going to start sharing yoga both for the general public and yoga specifically for people with ADHD. So if that interests you at all, I will be doing regular length yoga classes, so anything from 30 minutes to an hour, but I'm also going to be doing a lot of short little yoga bits. So movement snacks, right? So yoga snacks. Instead of like a whole meal, you have little snacks throughout the day. So short little snippets. And if that's something that interests you, and it could be a valuable way for you to get into movement, if this sounds interesting to you, um, I'm going to be doing that. And I'm just going to be creating more movement-based ways for people to, it's just a new, it's a new phase of my career in wellness. Now, I'm also going to be doing my aerial yoga teacher training and my aerial Pilates teacher training in the near future as well. And I'm so excited. Aerial, I've talked about aerial silks and aerial yoga and whatnot has been a passion of mine for a while. And like I said, there's a lot more coming and a lot of exciting stuff happening over the next year. So stay tuned on my other channels and there's a lot to follow along to see where that leads as well. Like I said, this is not the end of my career in wellness. It's just the next transition. And I thought that ending part-time wellness on a note of talking about movement was just so perfect because, because this is it. Like movement is so core to who I am. It's become so 
crucial for my wellness, for my mental and emotional wellness, as well as physical wellness, that I know that this is what I'm meant to do. This is my next step. The reason I'm sharing all this with you in such detail is because this is part of the ADHD process. I don't know what your career is, where you're listening to this, what your life circumstance is now, but wherever you are, if you feel like you are constantly fighting an uphill battle, it doesn't have to be that way. There might be something that's more aligned with who you are authentically, the things that you get swept away in, the things that you could do for hours and hours and hours and that bring you such joy. That could be your career, you know? And it's like, this is what I preach is finding what works for us. And I'm really working on strengthening my strengths and embracing my strengths and allowing my weaknesses to maybe be outsourced to other people or maybe be a smaller focus of my life, right? Talking about wellness is one thing, but utilizing my body to share the gift of movement with others is a whole different thing. And it's something that I feel is more aligned for me. I, I just encourage you, the reason I'm sharing all this, again, I keep saying this because I'm like, you know, some people are don't want to hear this big long intro, but I, like I said, I think it's valuable to share with you that embracing your strengths and really focusing on building those up and outsourcing your weaknesses is, I think, really the key to sharing your gift in the world because you have certain strengths and if you just focus on improving your weaknesses all the time, then are you really going to be able to develop your gifts and your strengths to their fullest ability and share those with the world? I even think like, other people, my weaknesses are their strengths and they can come in and help me, you know? <laughs> so sitting down and editing or desk work or all that kind of stuff, you know, there's other people that are out there that are good at that and are willing to help with that. All that to say, if you do want to continue along and if you do want more podcast content, I am continuing the Patreon because I'm not going to lie, this is, the podcast is the most difficult thing to say goodbye to in terms of part-time wellness in the business that I've built over the past few years. I genuinely did not realize that I will be able to connect with, with my listeners in the way that I have through this platform. And it has been so overwhelmingly wonderful and such a source of positivity in my life, and again, hopefully yours, that I just, I really want to continue the Patreon. So the Patreon will be available. And my career, I will also share with you candidly, my career over the next year, I'm going to be in a, an apprenticeship of sorts. And so I don't really know what my income is going to be as I start this new journey. And Patreon will be a small way for me to have a little bit of income through this transitional period. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, um, and it's a place that you have really found value in, then you can go and check the show notes and you can join Patreon. I will be continuing to create podcasts and audio mini courses there. Now, again, I don't know if this is goodbye forever to the podcast. It's just a goodbye for now. But if you've been a listener, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here, for sending supporting messages, and like I said, connecting with me in a way that I did not think was possible for podcasting. I really just thought I would be talking into the void and I would never hear from people who listened. And that is so far from the truth. It's insane. Podcasts are really, really a magical thing, and I feel so honored to have gotten this experience in my career. 
And I have a small ask if it feels aligned. Um, if you're a listener and you've never left a review, I would greatly appreciate you leaving a review and letting me know maybe a favorite episode or something you've loved about the podcast or value that it's provided you. Again, if that feels aligned for you, I think that would be really nice. I would appreciate it so much as well as I think it could be a way for other women with ADHD like me and you to continue to find this podcast and use it as a resource to serve them in their journey regardless of if the episodes were recorded this week or three years ago. So again, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so much. Uh, This is not the end of part-time wellness, but we are moving into a new phase of what part-time wellness is. And if you want to be guided through some fun and joyful movement, like I said, follow my other platforms. And you can also join the Patreon for audio mini courses and more episodes. Okay, that actually wasn't as long as I thought. That was only like 15 minutes. You know, sometimes I could ramble forever. But I love y'all because you guys love the rambling. So let's get into it now, though, the five ways that movement will change your life for the better. And like I said, I'm really going to be talking about this in the language of I'm talking about how it changed my life. But because, you know, I can only speak to my personal experiences, but I really truly believe that this can benefit your life as as well. And before we talk about the five ways, let's start at the beginning and let's go back to my experience before I was this hashtag wellness girly who was really into movement and found it so joy joyful and enjoyable, right? Because I think sometimes listening to people, so it's like if you are somebody who's been a track star since they were like in elementary school, if they're telling you about how easy it is to run and how enjoyable it is to run, but you literally want to die when you go on a run, (laughs) it's going to be really difficult for you to believe them or be like, I don't know about that, right? So I want to go and share with you where I started with movement or, you know, as much as I can recall. Honestly, it's kind of hilarious. I'm not the best at recalling the past. I, my past, especially when we get past a few months back, is so fuzzy. And I wonder if this is an ADHD thing. I don't know. I would assume it is. But sometimes I feel like I'm like, you know, maybe lying or being dishonest or something because my memory is just so poor. And sometimes I'll remember certain things and sometimes I'll remember others and I'll literally forget the other things that I shared. So I don't know what I've shared before about my past with movement. (laughs) Um, It's all a little fuzzy. But Let's rewind back to like way before I even knew I had ADHD, okay? So when I was in my early 20s, I've shared this many times, but I was misdiagnosed with bipolar disorder. And I really do think now in hindsight, and I've said this many times, I think that was a misdiagnosis for ADHD or just an oversight, a jumping to conclusions type of situation. But I was misdiagnosed with bipolar disorder. And at that point was when I started becoming interested in taking care of my body from not a superficial place of like, how does my body look, but really focusing on how I felt and realizing, okay, all these people say that wellness and eating right and drinking water and moving your body makes you feel so much better, yada, yada, yada. Let's give it a try, I guess. You know, uh, before that, again, it was all really looks based. It was like, okay, I just want to look smaller or skinnier or whatever. We've talked about body image type things a ton on this podcast. But I have a few specific memories of how not enjoyable movement was for me. Now, in high school and whatnot, I was a cheerleader and I got really into that. 
And that was the first time in my life that I did have joyful movement. But then once I got out of that and I was in college and whatnot, it was all became all about looks. And so I had after that, I just kind of fell out of it for a while because it wasn't enjoyable. I hated it. I specifically remember sitting in my mom's living room and putting on the TV. I'm guessing it was a YouTube of Tone It Up, like the Tone It Up girls, Kat and uh, what's the other girl's name? I don't remember. Kat and Karina, right? Yeah. Um, I used to love them. I like watched their show on Bravo and I was like, yes, okay, I'm going to start working out. I'm going to look at their website. I'm going to do their class, like some of their classes. And I was like, I just thought they were so cool. <laughs> um, do you, does anybody remember that Bravo show when they were on Bravo? Honestly, I really wish they would bring that show back. I was so hyped to watch them and watch like their experience of building their business. And I would be so interested to see the behind the scenes of their business now. Anyways, I remember I put on like a 10 minute tone it up video and I was like, okay, this is like a good starting point. I'm going to get back into movement. You know, I used to be a cheerleader. I can do this, whatever. And I remember halfway through the tone it up video, the 10 minute video, I was like, so having such difficulty with it. And I just like sat down on the ground and watched the second half of the video. I did like five minutes. And I genuinely remember feeling really discouraged and like, you know, ashamed. And people always say that I quote unquote, let myself go. And I remember having all those negative thoughts about myself and feeling like I truly was at the very beginning. And I'm gonna tell you something, I did not enjoy that first five minutes, (laughs) you know, but because I had been diagnosed with bipolar and I really was committed to trying things differently and doing things differently, I said, I'm going to keep doing things until I find something that feels good for me, a good starting point. And I'm just going to do that. And I just focused on it one step at a time, one short workout at a time. I literally never tackled anything more than a 10-minute workout in the beginning. And now looking back and thinking about how different my experience is with movement, how it is one of the most, if not the most joyful part of my life, my favorite thing that I look forward to every single day is moving my body. And again, I just wanted to share with you where I came from because I remember it just feeling like the bane of my existence and how difficult and hard it was and how much I didn't think I enjoyed it that first go around. So. Let's talk about the five ways that it has changed my life and it can change yours. Number one is novelty and creativity. So this is one of those that you're probably like, hmm, I haven't thought about this. But movement is one of the easiest ways to incorporate novelty, so newness, and creativity into your life because your movement routine can be so easily changed right? When other, I just remember, so as ADHDers, let's backtrack, as ADHDers, we crave novelty. We get bored with things. We are not, most of us, I will speak for most of us, and I especially know people who have both ADHD and autism might really need structure and scheduling and whatnot. But a piece of ADHD is that our brain is always seeking new experiences. So we tend to really get bored and fall off of things that we need to do on a day-to-day basis. Now, when there has been times in my life where I've had 
things that have had to stay the same. So I had a strict schedule, um, the same things that needed to get done day after day, like when I was a teacher. And I was really craving novelty and change and newness. And like part of me wanted to pick up my whole life and be like, screw this, I'm moving to Bali. You know, (laughs) I like, we want the most extreme change because we think that's what's going to make us happy. Movement was a way, a source of novelty and fun for me, and it has continued to be a source of novelty and fun for me. Now, part of this is because I have gotten to the place where movement is an opportunity for me to explore and play without the pressure of having to perform a certain way or achieve any result. So I've gotten to the point that I do movement for movement's sake rather than movement for the outcome. So I don't go into a workout saying this is going to make my biceps pop, this is going to give me abs, this is going to whatever the result is. I go into it to feel good in my body while I'm doing it. And I feel like a lot of people do not go into movement or exercise with that mindset. And I wanted to share this one first because – That is part of the reason it's one of my passions is because I don't focus on what's going to happen after and how I'm going to look because that takes away part of the enjoyment for me. And that doesn't mean I don't challenge myself. There are a lot of times where my body is craving a challenge and saying, yeah, I really want to try this thing that is causing me a bit of discomfort, but in a good way. And then there's a lot of times where that's not the case at all, where I I'm doing all the modifications and I'm doing the shortest workout possible and I cut it short or whatever. I, I've really gotten to the point where I listen to my body because I'm not trying to complete some 12-week circuit that is going to give me apps by the end of it or whatever. Not that there's anything wrong with that. If you do resonate with something like that and that does work for you, I think go for it. You know, Giving yourself a challenge could be something that really works for you. It's all about finding what works for you. But that being said, like I said, it is one of the easiest ways to incorporate novelty and creativity. So having a very playful relationship with movement was the thing that helped me discover that I could use my body as a way to really enjoy the world and enjoy my experience and use it as a form of play. So I put together like a short list of movements that I've explored and played with over my time of starting to enjoy movement. And it's so funny because there's a ton of things on here, but I know I'm missing like more than half of them. I know I'm missing a ton because genuinely I've realized that movement is my way of playing. And as soon as I get bored with something, say I'm in a Pilates phase, as soon as I get bored with it, I just move on. I There's no drama. It's not like, oh my gosh, I'm not wanting to do Pilates anymore. I just move on and that's it. And I say, what do I feel like doing now? What interests me now? And I try that. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have a few memberships that I like rotate through as far as like apps So I will do Obey, and then I will, if I get bored with that, then I will cancel it, and then I'll go to Sculpt Society, um, and I'll do that, and then I'll cancel it. And, you know, I just kind of hop around, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that because a lot of times I'll end up circling back around to the original. You know, I think I just encourage you to utilize the resources that you have at hand in a way that works for you. So anyways, a short list of movements that I've explored and played with. Aerial silks, like I said, aerial yoga, aerial Pilates, nearly all types of yoga I've experienced and tried at one point or another. Hatha yoga, Ashtanga yoga, lots of vinyasa yoga, hot yoga, yin, which is very slow and is more 
so about, you know, it's like a relaxing and a lot about stillness. So yin yoga, I've done lots of paddleboarding, skateboarding, roller skating, walking, running, bar class, which running, by the way, is probably my least favorite on this entire list. Bar classes, Pilates. Um, I've even done some bounce classes on little mini trampolines, bungee dancing classes, ballet. I did ballet for a period of time with one of my best friends, Jen. We took a little, we took a little like six week course or whatever with ballet when we were younger. It was so fun. Freestyle dancing, meaning just like putting my headphones in and dancing. Cardio dance classes. I went to dance trance when I lived in Orlando and New Orleans. If you live in either of those cities and you've never tried dance trance and you like dancing, the most fun classes you will like ever go to. Oh my gosh, they're so good. I wish we had one here in Memphis. If anybody from dance trance is listening, bring it to Memphis. It's amazing. Okay, anyways, weightlifting, CrossFit, Boot camp style classes. Me and one of my best friends, Seraphin, did some boot camp classes for a while. Running and in and training for three Tough Mudders, which I literally forgot, by the way, that I did three. Me and my husband were watching. We found True Life on the MTV app and we started watching True Life and we watched True Life. I ran a Tough Mudder and I forgot that I had ran three of them. I genuinely thought I had only done one. And he was like, you've run three with me. Anyways, surfing, wakeboarding, gymnastics, cheerleading, tumbling. Like I said, there are so many ways that I've played with movement. And that's the beauty of movement is there are so many different ways that you can move your body. And it just depends on what feels good to you. I do think human bodies are truly meant to move. And when you start exploring the kinds of movement that light you up, you'll get to experience a whole other side of yourself and you'll tap into things that you just didn't even know you could tap into. I'm like so hype about movement. You guys have no idea. Like you do, obviously, because like listen to me, but I just get so excited. Another thing is, and I've talked about this a plenty in lots of different places, but YouTube is a treasure trove of free classes. Goodness, I've taken so many different kinds of classes on YouTube for movement. There are so many. If you're listening to this podcast, then you have access on your phone or wherever you're listening to go to YouTube, make a free account, and there are so many classes that you can try. Okay, so that's number one way that movement can change your life is it can be an excellent outlet for you to get novelty that you're craving in your life, to experience forms of creativity, to switch things up on a regular basis, and I encourage you to do that as often as you feel called to do, right? Um, Novelty is so important for keeping us motivated as ADHDers, and this is a place that you can really easily change things up on a really regular basis and be getting that novelty for motivation all the time when we can't necessarily change up other things in our life. Okay, number two is another one that maybe you've not thought about, and this is that movement is a pathway to presence. And presence is, we're getting spiritual here, but I've been listening to a lot of Eckhart Tolle, and presence is the only place where true happiness exists. And presence is really all there is in a greater sense. But what I mean by this in a more practical terms and without such, you know, esoteric language that you're probably like, what? Movement is one of the only times when my brain had a break from thinking and running and going and doing and thinking about the past and thinking about the future and all the things I had to do and all the tasks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
movement is a time that I am in my body. I am thinking about the here and the now and nothing else. I'm just thinking about what my body is doing. And that means that really I'm not thinking at all. And I'm just here doing the thing. And if there's one thing that us ADHDers all have in common, which we don't have a lot in common because there's lots of different forms of ADHD, but one thing that we all have in common is that our brains never shut the hell up. They're always just like going, 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 chattering, 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 never stopping, going a million directions at once. And so to have that presence and peace where your mind stops is such a welcomed reprieve, like such a welcomed break, brain break. TikTok, we can call that one kind of brain break, even just like watching TV or whatnot, but you're still using your brain and absorbing things with your brain rather than purely getting into the moment and having less thoughts about things and having your brain running or absorbing things to think about. Your brain is just really literally just chilling. You know, it's like your brain is just concentrated on what you're doing with your body. I don't know how to explain it. If you already work out a lot and move your body, you know what I'm talking about. But if not, it's this thing that you have to just experience for yourself. And it's so wonderful. But into the spiritual side of this, Eckhart Tolle teaches, he, he wrote the book, The Power of Now, and which I'm listening to on audiobook right now. I'm also obsessed with his podcast, Essential Teachings, which was like an Oprah Somehow Oprah is involved in that. I don't really understand how, but whatever. She has like a million different podcasts, you know. So the present is really all that exists. And what I mean by that is the past and future only exist in our minds, right? So when we're in the past, we're just ruminating over things that have already happened. Um, and when we're in the future, we're thinking about things that really we – the only thing we can control is the right now. The only place that we can ever be is the right now. When the future comes, it's going to be in the now. And presence is just uh, – it is such a life-changing thing to practice. And it's also, for me, one of the most difficult things to practice. And I think other ADHDers and also humans in general can really relate to that. So movement has been a pathway to presence for me to help me get to true presence and flow rather than being caught up and swept away on the wild ride of thoughts that I'm always in <laughs> for the most part, right? So when I'm moving my body, I have I feel that presence, I feel that peace, that mental break that just feels so good and that we really need as ADHDers. And truth be told, to this day, movement is still one of the only places that I feel presence and true, not true happiness and joy, but really peace and, and yeah, happiness and joy, of course. It just feels good. <laughs> so number two ways that movement can change your life is that it is a path to presence. And we all need a little bit of a brain break, especially us ADHDers. All right, number three is one that I'm sure you've heard a million times, but movement reduces anxiety on a physical level. Like I said, when I was diagnosed with bipolar um, and I started taking care of my body and started playing with movement and doing that more often, I had read, you know, we've all heard like, oh, it makes you feel better mentally. You should move your body, you know? And I guess I'm the type of person that like I need to experience it for myself. I think we all are, right? We don't truly understand how some of these universal truths that we hear over and over again actually are true. We're like, oh, it's just kind of overstated, you know? The reason it's overstated is because it's really true, but I didn't really believe it, but 
I distinctly remember noticing the correlation and thinking, wow, I've mentally felt a lot happier. I feel like I've had a lot reduced anxiety. And I think I noticed it. I think what had happened was I had been working out pretty regularly and I'd been feeling pretty good and I didn't notice that I was feeling a lot better until I had a period of like maybe a few days in a row where I did not move my body. And I noticed that anxiety I used to feel all the time came back with a vengeance. And I was like, gosh, what is this? I haven't been feeling this. And then I started noticing the correlations. Um, and I was like, wow, <laughs> I, the movement really is making a difference in my anxiety. And the funny thing is at that point, I was so unaware of my physical and mental body. I was unaware of what emotions I was experiencing at the time. I was unaware of how I was feeling on a physical level. I was so in survival mode that I really couldn't recognize that what I was experiencing a lot of the time was anxiety and was anxiousness and was stress. I didn't even know that. And I've been at the place now where I've been paying attention to it so much. But in the beginning, it's really hard to recognize what is going on in our body, especially if we've never felt anything higher from the baseline of like what our normal baseline is. But when we raise our baseline is when then we go back down to where we were and we're like, oh my gosh, wait, yeah, this doesn't feel good. So I started noticing on the days that I worked out and when I was in periods of time that I was moving my body a lot more, I felt so much more chill. I was so, I handled problems better. I mentally just felt like I could handle life better. My anxiety was drastically reduced. Fun fact, the other thing that I noticed, the other time that I noticed drastic reduction in anxiety in my life was when I stopped taking birth control. Um, just two correlations that I've noticed that really genuinely had a giant impact on myself. But movement was most definitely one, and to this day, one of the most impactful ones. Like when I had my surgery on my hand and I was not able to exercise for, I was not able to do my normal movements for three months, I felt that anxiety come back. And sometimes it's good to have those reminders of where you were so that you can recognize how far you've come. All right. So that was number three, that movement can reduce anxiety on a physical level. Number four, you've probably heard as well, but number four is that you will sleep so much better. Oh my gosh, I also didn't recognize this correlation until after. Um, I thought I was just a shitty sleeper for my whole life. <laughs> I was like, oh, I just don't sleep well. That's just my thing. And that's still true from time to time, but I noticed that one way that I could surefire improve it was moving my body. So after a while of starting to move my body, again, I started noticing that other correlation that when I moved my body, I slept better. I fell asleep quicker. I slept harder. I woke up feeling more refreshed. And of course, it's like this domino effect when I slept better, then my anxiety reduced even more. What would you know, you know? And I feeling good. I remember specifically this period of time where like I just was going through this big transformation of starting to incorporate wellness into my life, which is probably how I ended up here because I just realized how much momentum that gave me and how different my life looks from the before and the after of movement and like that it was a domino effect. But anyways, feeling good began to feel like my baseline when for so long in my life, feeling shitty was the baseline. And when I felt shitty, I was tired, I was anxious, I was stressed, I was, you know, living out of alignment. I was, when I was doing all that, I was then have to continue to use the things that brought me 
further down the rabbit hole of feeling shitty to numb the shitty feeling. So alcohol, drugs, I mean, just like, you know, all the things, binge eating, all the things, that anything I could do to numb for a little bit, I would continue to spiral downward. But when I started moving my body, I started feeling a little bit better. And it was bit by bit, inch by inch in the right direction. And I started to raise my baseline for what felt good. And then I started having a lower tolerance for feeling crappy all the time, um, mentally and physically. And now, now it's like my husband laughs and makes fun of me that I'm like princess in the pea because I just am so like, I can be very specific about how I take care of my body now because I know how I don't want to go back to how I used to feel. I don't want to go back to feeling so out of control all the time and so anxious and so terrible, right? So movement was the first domino effect. Um, and it helped me sleep better. And sleeping is another cornerstone of wellness. And you guys know, you know, all the six, cor- six of the core six are cornerstones for me of wellness. But joyful movement was my true jumping off point for all of this, I think. Uh, I think it's a good natural starting place because, like I said, it lends itself to other habits. When you move, then you get better sleep. So you're automatically knocking out that rest, the guilt-free rest piece, that rest, including sleep and also waking rest. But you're also thirstier when you move your body. And so you're going to end up drinking more water and becoming more hydrated. It's like this positive, it's a really great jumping off point. So number four reason, way that movement can change your life for the better is that you will sleep better and everything is better after a good night's sleep. Oh my gosh. And reason number five, the final reason that movement can change your life for the better and how it changed my life for the better was because it was one of the only places at the time that I could feel success and growth quickly. And feeling success and growth quickly meant that I could experience that in other places and that feeling of success bled over into other areas. So like I said, where I started was sitting on the ground, watching that tone it up 10 minute video, not being able to complete more than five minutes. And again, I I remember so clearly feeling blown away that like I could only do this for five minutes. I really thought I could have done more than that. And I felt I was at a real low And now I see that that there was nothing to be ashamed of, that everyone starts somewhere, right? And of course, I did not feel that way at the time. So be kind and gentle with yourself. But in hindsight, I everyone starts somewhere. I wish I could have seen that then. But alas, I'm glad I kept going regardless and did not think this isn't for me because movement is for everybody on this planet. I genuinely believe that, especially if you have ADHD. But the cool thing is with movement is you build up so quickly. So I built up stamina over time and by choosing activities that felt achievable and enjoyable, I felt growth so quickly in terms of stamina, in terms of how my movement felt in my body and the difficulty level and how heavy my body felt. It started feeling a lot lighter really quickly. And when it comes to ADHD, everything is about riding that wave of momentum. If we can get a wave of momentum started, then we just need to hop on that wave and keep going. So once that momentum started in terms of movement, so I started feeling a difference and feeling that positive change and like, wow, I really am growing and changing and things are getting better very quickly. 
Well, I, first of all, rode that momentum in terms of movement and it made me kept wanting to go back more and more and more and try more things that were new and different, right? But it also bled over into other areas of my life and I started experiencing more confidence and feeling like I was, I could grow and change and try new things in other areas of life because I knew that it was possible for me to experience growth. When a lot of times with ADHD, we can feel the opposite. We can feel like we're bashing our heads against a wall and like we are not able to grow or get out, out of our stuckness. I know that that has been a common feeling for myself in the past. And so getting that momentum and feeling success and growth somewhere was massively beneficial in all areas of my life. So those are the five ways that movements can change your life for the better. Let me summarize them again. Number one, it's one of the easiest ways to incorporate novelty and creativity. And novelty is great for ADHDers because it's a form of motivation for our brains. So when we can't switch up other things and we are really craving throwing our whole life away and moving to the tropics, we can experience novelty and switching things up and lots of change and play in our movement practice. Number two way that it can change your life is that it is a pathway to presence. We can experience our brain stopping the incessant chatter and really just getting a brain break and feeling the joy and peace that we have in the present moment rather than always thinking about the mistakes we made in the past or how we could change the past or the future. We can be in our bodies in the here and the now and quiet our brains. Reason number three is that it reduces anxiety on a physical level. It will make us feel mentally more capable of handling difficult things in our life and seeing things from a new perspective because we're not feeling as much physical anxiety. We have an outlet for release for that anxiety. Number four is that we sleep better and when we sleep better, everything is better. And reminder, in this one, we talked about how it is a domino effect. So moving our body is a domino effect because it helps us sleep better, which is going to improve every area of our life. And it's also going to help us, we're going to feel thirstier, so we're going to drink more water. It's a really good domino effect, like a domino habit to put at the front of your habits and just watch the other ones change naturally and how easy it really can be or effortless or just not as difficult in fighting an uphill battle as we think to do some of these other habits like sleeping or drinking water, etc. And the last reason, number five, is because it is a place that you can feel quick success and growth and start building inner confidence and really having that success and growth bleed into other areas and that confidence giving you a boost to try other new things in your life that might be beneficial for you. Okay, guys. That is it for this episode. Those are the five ways that movement can and will change your life for the better. Just a reminder, if you want to continue listening to Part-Time Wellness, you can do that on our Patreon. We have audio mini courses for wellness with ADHD and probably other topics. And I'm also just going to continue regular episodes there once a month because I really have to pick and choose what I'm continuing and what I am peacefully saying goodbye to or at least goodbye for now. And if you want to leave a rating and review, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart to every single one of my listeners. I could cry right now because I appreciate you guys so much. I can't believe this is this is goodbye. But like I said, it's just goodbye for now. Love you guys so much. I'm like, do I say I'll see you later? Do I, 
I think I will. Come follow me on my other platforms and I will see you later. <laughs> Bye.